On the wall of my home church in San Francisco, there is written the great biblical quotation from Micah. What does the Lord require of you but to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? When I first saw it, I felt confronted. After all, I'm a humanist who doesn't believe in a personified God who requires anything from any of us. Sins, we have a plenty. Just look at the news tonight. But a God with ultimate judgment of human behavior? Well, I don't think so. We judge ourselves and we judge others. And not being godlike, our judgments often are not just merciful or humble. But after a while, the quote grew on me to the extent that it is now one of my favorites. When I translated God to be what calls me into being and living out my callings, into the ways I am bound to the web of existence, to the great mystery of being conscious right here, right now. Then I welcomed the message. Wow, what a relief. That's all I have to do. Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with my desires and longings in solidarity with my companions on this amazingly short journey called life. It doesn't say I have to get it perfect. If there is a God, that would be God's role, not mine. The humbly part reminds me of that. To strive for perfection implies a belief that one could attain it, which is hubris at its height. The mercy part reminds me not to expect or demand perfection from others, to be merciful in my own judgments. The act justly part reminds me that mercy and humility need a modifier. There is bad behavior out there that needs to be dealt with firmly, and I can't be so humble or so merciful to abusers that I don't believe I have the right the obligation or the skill to take action to protect others from harm. I think it's high time we left the cult of perfectionism. Yet, because we aren't perfect, we are still going to hurt others. Whether by deliberate actions I truly believe to be just, or those I merely find a way to justify, or by mistakes grounded in ignorance, inattention, or impatience, or even by those increasing senior moments I have when I can't remember your face or name even though I talked to you last week in coffee hour, yes, I can hurt people. And usually I feel really bad when I know I have hurt another person, and even worse when I find out well after the fact not recognizing the pain at the time it occurred. My feelings are mixed. Empathy for their pain, self-loathing that I caused it, 
a deep longing to look good again. Sometimes in my desire to alleviate both their pain and mine, I sometimes add to the harm by over-apologizing, which looks like a plea for premature forgiveness, by trying to provide a factual explanation for why it happened, which to a hurt person almost always sounds like a justification, or by making promises I can't keep, like I'll never make the same mistake again. Sometimes, and I am certainly not proud of this, I am angry at the person who I harmed for calling me out for it rather than letting it go, especially if in front of other people, or if their reaction seems very disproportionate to how I imagine I would react if they had done something comparable to me. Now, just a quick show of hands here. How many of you can relate to what I just said from your own personal experience? Good. <laughs> I'm not alone here. <laughs> but I should add, as a person who meets the diagnostic criteria for what used to be called Asperger's, I am even more prone than most of you to being socially inept. Misreading others' emotional states, missing those nonverbal social cues intended to correct me, hearing language very literally, such as not always recognizing humor and sarcasm, oversharing and info dumping, and forgetting the social context I am in and how its rules may differ from other social contexts. A minister and a social justice organizer, especially one of my age and race, needs to manage such matters reasonably well to be effective, yet alone liked. And I have to work pretty hard at it. Which leads me to, if you've been a UU for a while, you have probably noticed a major culture shift underway in our denomination. We are moving from a culture of people who erred on the side of mercy to perpetrators to the extent that we didn't intervene to act justly when others were harmed, to a culture that puts justice front and center, correctly in my opinion, but sometimes at the expense of mercy or even sometimes common sense. And throughout this process, we may have failed remembering the walk humbly part of Micah's words. Like, frankly, I'm tired of the assumption that we know exactly why someone offended. Typically the most ethically damning assumption we can come up with, and one usually based on group stereotyping. We don't know, and never really can know what's going on in another's head. Sometimes it's just a brain fart producing a smelly word. <laughs> like recently I said prosthetic when I meant to say orthotic. I really don't think that proves I have an implicit ableist bias against people who use prosthetic devices. But even though no one called me out for this error, that's the first thought I had when I realized I said the wrong word. 
and I started to feel panicky. I guess like many of us, I have been well-trained to assume the worst possible motivation, even, perhaps especially, if I'm making the mistake. Such accusations often solicit defensiveness or even panic, which are then used to reinforce our assumptions. After all, why would someone act panicky or defensive if the accusation is untrue? Duh, because most people react defensively to criticism, true or not. Though my tendency to panic is admittedly a bit outside the norm. As stated in the title of this sermon, a common topic in social justice work these days is the relative unimportance of intent versus the overarching impact, importance of impact. I'm inclined to agree. Even the most innocent intent does not lessen material impacts. But why then are we so quick to judge intent? Why does intent or motive or causation still matter? Why can't we just have a list of inappropriate behaviors with clear penalties and procedures for restitution? That would make it so much easier for people like me to do the right thing. And I wouldn't have to worry about unconsciously having the worst possible motive or being accused of such. It could be kind of like the car accident I had last year. Yes, I hit another car, slightly injuring someone, for which I felt awful. However, no one assumed I did it deliberately, and mitigating factors were acknowledged. I was held at fault because if I had been driving slower under the circumstances of low visibility, the accident might have been prevented. Because I was at fault, my insurance rates doubled. Simple cause and effect. Even I can get that and not take it personally. Obviously, such a list would be impossible to create. And I don't think it would work, even if we could. Because let's face it, we actually do care about intent. I didn't mean to does not let you off the hook. If you hurt someone, you still owe them a real apology that acknowledges you caused harm and doesn't blame them for your actions, even if their behavior contributed. You still owe them restitution for material impacts and possibly for emotional ones. But there is a reason the law acknowledges intent, and even for the most heinous act of all, taking another life. We recognize that we could all make a fatal mistake in a moment of distraction. We recognize the difference between an accident and murder, and we would want mercy for ourselves or our loved ones if so accused. The degree of negligence involved, offset by any mitigating circumstances, not the impact alone, 
should determine the consequences, as it does in law, at least ideally, not always in reality. Also, I'd rather know that someone made a mistake rather than deliberately tried to hurt me, especially for minor offenses. I don't want to think the worst of people. Given my differences in neurological wiring, I know only too well how behavior can be misinterpreted and how much it hurts to be accused of motives and intents I know are not true for me. So let me circle back to this. Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our companions on this short journey. In cases of injustice, speak up and act accordingly. And be humble enough not to assume we always know why the injustice occurred. If we hurt someone, do the right thing after. Apologize, clean up, restore. If we are hurt, be honest, set boundaries, ask for what we need, but don't be vindictive. Remember to love mercy. There but for the grace of a God I don't believe grants me grace, go each of us. <laughs> and above all, aspire to goodwill and hard work but not the arrogance that exalts perfectionism. May it be so, and thank you. <laughs>